Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. I'm with Ross Tucker. It's quarter number three. You know what that means. It's time to ask Ross. This is where we take your questions for Ross. And the best question wins the KSN Polo. If you want to submit a question for Ross, really easy. Just download our app, Keystone Sports, and you'll see the Ask Ross button there. All right, Ross, let's get started. Uh, Stan from Franklin, Tennessee, thinks like you do. And you'll understand in a second. Ross, first things first. Where's your favorite dining spot of all the college towns and NFL cities you visited and your favorite dish? And his football question is, Penn State had eight starters picked in the NFL and five free agents signed. This was a 7-6 and six team? How do you interpret that? Well, um, a couple things on the second part. Number one, they um, they underachieved, but also, in fairness, they had a really hard schedule. I mean, they did. They they had a really tough schedule this year, you know, because they they had a disappointing record, but they won on the road at Wisconsin. They beat Auburn. I mean, they had a couple of signature wins, but. You know, the Illinois loss is the one that probably stings the most because then you're eight and four in the regular season and you feel a little bit better about it. Um, But there's no way around it. It was obviously a disappointing year. Um, That's a good question in terms of my favorite because obviously he's not talking about, he's not talking about, um, the stadium itself. He's talking about like the cities, right? Yep. So I don't get to that many college cities on a regular basis other than West Point. And there's nothing at West Point that I would say qualifies. Um, I usually just get Chipotle. <laughs> so, and I love Chipotle. You can check it out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. Um, I'm trying to think some of the other places I've been. Um, there's a place in LA that has really good Cuban food. Um, there's a million places in New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans is off the charts food. Um, there's a million places. You know, ironically, I usually get there late the night before. And then I have the game. So a lot of times I'm just eating at the hotel. I don't get a chance to eat in the cities nearly as much as people um, might think I do. So I think that's something that needs to be said. Um, Trying to think where else. Oh, I, I usually go out for barbecue in, in Kansas City. And there's a couple of different places I can go to there. So I, I'll probably say the Kansas City barbecue. I think that's a good answer. Let's go to Steve in Chicago. He says, hey, Ross, we've seen a lot of issues already created by NIL. 
Do you think colleges are also going to suffer based on donors giving money to the NIL collectives versus in the past their donations going to overall college fundraising efforts? Normally, the pot of donation money is only so large, and going forward, appears the allocation of money may change. And, you know, to his point, so if you're, say, a Penn State donor and Penn State wants to upgrade Beaver Stadium, where are you going to put your money? To getting better players or to upgrading facilities? It's a good question. It's really very simple. If you care about winning and losing, it's got to go to NIL. It's got to go to the players. I hope. Do you think, Jim, it's a better conversation. Have you seen a lot about NIL and Penn State? Have you gotten any emails or any ads or anything? Because, like, so I am in this world with Go Big Recruiting. So I see what's happening. NIL is huge and every dollar you have right now that you want to support Penn State football should go to NIL and if you put it in the collective make sure you say it's for football and not for every sport because it's an arms race right now the facility thing is over kids are not going to be making decisions based on facilities or stadiums They're going to be basing it on NIL, right or wrong, until there's more legislation. So if you care about Penn State football, if it's important to you, you need to start donating whatever you can to this collective and tell everybody else you know, because I'm hearing about it, Jim, from high school parents now. I mean, it's it's a whole new world, and this is how a lot of high school kids, and especially transfers, are making decisions. And it's going to be more and more the case. In fact, candidly, Ross, I have not heard a lot about it at Penn State, and I'm wondering how they've been doing so well on the recruiting front uh, considering that. We'll see how it goes going forward. All right, next up is our buddy Tony from Philadelphia. Just a reminder, Ross, Tony's the one who debated us about what to put on a pizza. Um, And he challenged us with our take that only meat goes on pizza. But here's first his football question. Other than strength training, what can offensive linemen do individually and or collectively during the summer months to improve their skills? P.S. GNA Restaurante Special Pizza has mushrooms on it. What is up with that? So I think Tony may be flipping or trying to get on our good side there. GNA is incredible. I am not a fan of mushrooms. I know a lot of people are. I get it. Are they like really healthy or something, Jim? Because I like I don't get the taste. I, I don't like. If they're really healthy, I guess I understand it. But, like, who says that they like that more than, like, sausage or pepperoni or ham? Exactly. That's the point, Ross. Mushrooms better be healthy because they're not making it on their taste. Correct. Look, I understand the thought process. The dough, the, the cheese, and the sauce is good enough that let me feel better about myself 
by putting like broccoli on the pizza, you know what I mean? And, and making it a vehicle for something healthy. I understand that logic, but at that point, why don't you just have a salad? You know what I mean? Like if, if you're going to go healthy, go healthy. If you're going to go not healthy, go not healthy. That's kind of my philosophy. <laughs> I, I, I said this to my buddy real quick uh, recently, cause we're trying to, we're both trying to lose weight. Like the key is to be good when it's, Time to be good so you can be bad when it's time to be bad. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Um, so what was the question? Oh, O-line. Um, <laughs> I feel like that happens a lot, Jim. Um, we so, have to prioritize, Ross. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. There's a lot you can do beyond strength training. Um, and it's really all technique because... Offensive line play is all about technique. I'm not sure I really realized how important technique was until I got to the NFL. You know, you worked on it in high school. You work on it in college. You know you want to have good technique. Jim, it is a huge differentiator. It is what wins and loses a lot of times at the next level, at the highest level. And it's how good you are with your footwork and how good you are with your hands. So that's what offense, I mean, the older I got, the less I focused on strength training or even conditioning, and the more I focused on my skills, my craft. You know, I was a, usually a backup. I started 25 games or whatever, but my primary job was a backup at really at times all five spots, but always all three interior spots. So I would really work. I would envision every play we could call in the game. And I would run through every play at every position. So it's 47G on the left guard, I'm pulling left. 47G on the center, I got to go up through for the linebacker. 47G on the right guard, I got to cut off the nose tackle. Like, and I would do that footwork and I would rep it and I would pretend I was doing the play. Then a lot of times with pass blocking, I'd work on my hands, work on my inside hand, work on my outside hand, work on independent punching. So technique is what they can and should work on for those guys. It'll be interesting to see how much they do work and how much the effect it will have for next season. Let's go to uh, Mike and Dauphin, who says, it's obvious that Drew Aller isn't going to sniff the field in 2022. Come September, if he's listed as fourth on the depth chart, do you think they'll be panicked by the fans, the coaches, or in the Aller household? Do you think Franklin will list both Aller and Prabula as tied for third to try to prevent a transfer? Um, well, this is the world we live in. These are, these are actual discussions that need to happen because nobody wants to wait. They want it, and they want it now. I don't think he'll be fourth on the depth chart. I think he'll be third at the lowest. And... I think if Clifford falters, Clifford will be fourth. 
and I think it'd probably be Veyu first. But if Veyu's not lighting it up, I wouldn't be surprised if Aller starts to get some playing time. My take on it, Ross, is the battle isn't going to be so much September. It's going to be next spring after Clifford's gone. Because if it's Vayu, it could be Vayu for three years, okay? So I would think it's going to be next spring that the real battle is going to be, and someone could end up transferring after that. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, think, um, I think that's a good point. I think they'll both go in the spring, next spring, battling for the job. And I think that Penn State will say it's too close to call so they don't transfer after spring ball. <laughs> and then I think they'll have them both for next year. I think that's a good prediction, Ross. All right, that's it for quarter number three. Stick around. In quarter number four, Andy is back, and we'll name our winner. Stay tuned. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lions' soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com. <laughs> 